This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening. I'm Nate. And I'm Joanna. I'm Alex. Alex is with us. Again. And we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Cthulhu Art. The link is in the show notes. You'll remember from our David Koresh episode, Alex. He is also the man behind the master plan in Pill Brigade. Yep. Lead shouter. Yep. Programmer. Head beard. Sick fucking bastard. Sick bastard. Sick bastard. <laughs> EBK. You need to fuck off with that. <laughs> I loved our David Koresh episode, and I think it was uh, super awesome to have Alex on it, so I'm super glad that he's joining us for this particular one, because this is a fun one. Maybe not so fun for some of the people that are involved in these things, but why don't you tell us about our topic today, Nate? We are talking about alien abductions. Alien abductions. We have a few stories of people who have claimed to have been abducted, and we've got some other random stuff as well. After the episode, we're going to have another Pill Brigade song on the that will be that is on the newest release. Uh, the song is called. Take it away, Alex. Uh, the song is called Bruce Spence. It's on the release Wasteland Madness, which is finally out. And uh, available on our band camp, which I'm sure will be in the show notes. Yes, sir. The He's last, very thorough with his notes. Always. The, the last time he was on, we played War Boys, which is another song on that release. So if you like that song, you'll like this song, and you should buy our shit. <laughs> or at least download the free stuff and like tell your friends that may like it. Yeah. You should, That's cool, too. <laughs> you should do that as well, because there's tons of free stuff as well. So, Alien Abductions... So tell me, is some of the other stuff that we're going to be discussing, do you have like anything in depth on why everybody gets an anal probe? A bit. You do? A bit, yeah. It's not always an anal probe. You, I mean, oftentimes it's like just taking sperm or eggs. Yeah, but maybe they just don't tell you about it because you know what? If an anal probe was like part of my abduction story, I would leave that part out too. <laughs> I just would. You know what? I'd leave it in because everyone's going to say something about it anyways. Be like, "Yep, yeah, there was butt stuff." Like it happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you that's, want? Can we like can we prison. grow can we grow up? <laughs> can, can we move on? Come on, let's Christ. grow up here, it's folks. Like the state pen, okay? It's butt there stuff. was butt stuff. It happened. It's 2018. We're all doing butt stuff. <laughs> Not all of us. To some right? degree, there's butt stuff. <laughs> Classy, highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't. You know, I know some of you out there. You're not prudes. Right. But I hope this doesn't offend your sensibilities and whatnot. Or even if it does, like like yeah, I don't I, I'm okay with that that's at fine this point too. in my life. It's... Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Just just be you pure and filtered you. Free to be me is my motto. So there it be. There it be. 
So let's talk about the Gendaya McKay alien abduction. Now, is this the this is the two thousand one one? This is the one that took place yeah. in Australia. Amy, what was their last name? Rylance. It involved Rylance. Keith and Amy Rylance and their business partner Petra Heller. It was October fourth, early in the morning, or late at night rather, and early in the morning, October fifth, the whole thing took place. So nine thirty PM is like when the I think her husband goes to bed and she and her roommate slash business partner or whatever Petra goes to her room and Amy is watching TV on the couch in the living room and falls asleep while doing this. Now both the doors of the rooms that the people went to open it up into this living room area. Mm-hmm. I read it was a trailer. Did you read it? Was it, I think it was something. It was it was something. So I don't know if it was like a double wide or like a trailer trailer, but everything was kind of in pretty close proximity to each other and all opened into like the same room, I guess. They were renovating the area to be uh, a winery. At any rate, both doors were open into this living room area. Well, around 11.15, Petra wakes up and walks out into the living room where she sees a beam of light coming in through the window. It was acting sort of like a tractor beam, but the end was truncated, so it stopped at a specific point. It wasn't just like a regular light that would just shine until something got in the way. So it was like a beam, like a like a flat, like how a really high powered flashlight would be, kind of right, right, like centered and focused. And then, but it stopped before the wall stopped. Well, it's lifting Petra, who's still asleep, you know, prone, and it's also got the coffee table. Right, the and all the stuff that was like on the coffee table is like kind of like floating up. Yeah, that shit all it. falls off when it when she when it gets pulled through the window. Oh yeah, oh I did I didn't read that. And then the last thing that Petra sees before fainting is she says that there's a disc shaped thing outside. She had said it was quote a huge spaceship and that it was disc shaped and just hovering above the ground. So I guess she didn't give much more of a description of it other than it was disc shaped. Well, she fainted right after she saw it. So, so, you know, this this is what to do with it. But not a very long time passes. She's only probably out for just a little bit. And then she she wakes up. Yeah, comes to her feet fucking screaming. Yeah, she starts screaming and calling for uh, Keith, which is Amy's boyfriend. Husband. Yeah, husband. Sorry. So he comes tearing out of the room. And Petra is just not making any sense, just like gibbering and being panicking like a motherfucker so he runs outside because he doesn't see amy and he sees a bunch of shit on the ground next to the window and goes outside no amy no sign of her goes back inside i imagine he like shakes petra like slaps her or something just like come on and she recovers enough to say what she saw which he doesn't believe so he runs back outside and then calms down a bit and is like well fuck like where the fuck is she and so he comes back inside and that's when he calls the cops it was about 11.40 that he called the cops. Right. So from the time Petra woke up, it's been 25 minutes. And then the first person on the scene is Senior Constable Robert uh, Maragna. And he couldn't even get there for like an hour and a half. Right, yeah, it was like, yeah. Remote area, not a lot of cops. I mean, Tiaro. Sure. Yeah. Out back, mate. Right? <laughs> so him and another officer from another city or county uh maryborough arrived and they get there they're they're responding to a call that someone's been abducted so they're expecting a crime scene or something and they show up and they're like it's fucking aliens man 
So then they're like, okay, what really fucking happened here, folks? I mean, I'm sure my mind would just be like, so what's your guys' relationship? Your, right. oh, your wife is suddenly missing, I see. Like, yeah. Right. And I think that, yeah, they were pretty skeptical and definitely thought something like that had gone on. So, Possibly, maybe. Well, another cop shows up. Sergeant John Bosniak. That's probably not how it's pronounced. No, Sorry. That's, that's how I would have pronounced oh, it. Oh, good. All right. Well, maybe yeah. it is. Maybe it isn't. Uh, he joins the other two a short while later. He had been asleep because it was the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And so he... And also probably, like, he's, like, way far away, yeah. too. So... So they inspect the screen. They observe a flowering bush just outside the window. That yeah. That appears to have some sort of damage from heat on it. Heat damage. Keith had reported it as being burnt. They're kind of... Oh, heat damage, possibly. The weird thing is, is, though, is that the bush on the other side of the window didn't appear to have anything wrong with it but then this one on the um the left side is the one that seemed to have had some kind of heat applied to it i guess hmm. well while the cops are there the phone rings keith answers it and there's a woman on the line that had picked up a distressed and dehydrated woman from a gas station 790 kilometers 490 miles north of the residence the woman was amy so it's like eight hours away, and it's just been... It's been like two hours since she's been missing or right, something. Maybe yeah, like three hours. It, yeah. So she goes to the hospital, McKay Hospital, yeah. and uh, she gets examined. She's fine. Did, did a little bit dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Wasn't on drugs. Wasn't, you know, no booze involved. Keith hands the phone off to Sergeant Bosniak. He talks to her and takes a statement, and then the police from the McKay area also get involved. They take her statement... And her statement is that she fell asleep on her couch watching TV. And when she awoke, she was alone on a bench in a rectangular room. It was lit by glowing walls and ceiling. Yeah, and then dude appears. And well, she called out first. And then oh, she yeah, was right. Told, and then she gets hear, she hears the voice. Yeah, say, be calm. We're not going to hurt you. And then... It's okay. <laughs> and then he appears, and he's like six feet tall, wearing a bodysuit, like a silver bodysuit, I believe. And it's got a mask with eye holes and nose holes and a mouth hole. A mouth hole. That just sounds so uh, just gross. <laughs> I wonder if it had a zipper on I just, it. I just picture this, you know, like silver, like 50s sci-fi meets gimp suit thing yeah. going like, on here. Like oh Daft Punk like, gift gimp suit edition or something. Like Flash Gordon oh. gets a little kinky, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like. If you say something like shut your mouth hole, I mean, that just sounds so dirty. Yeah. Well, they got a mouth hole in this. Or there's a mouth hole in something. It's like, God, it's just like the dirtiest thing I've ever heard. It's just gross. (laughs) 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 Well, they tell her that they're going to drop her off close to where she was, but not exactly where she was because the light wasn't was wrong there. And yeah, what the fuck is the deal with that? I don't know. I'm imagining the that... light is wrong near where you live. I mean, and he's trying to. He's saying this in like the calm creeper voice. Still, like I'm imagining it has something to do with the fact she was a. They they abducted her with the light, and so maybe something with the light in the area. They'd maybe already the... like flown this far in like five seconds, and they're like we're gonna have to leave you here because see our our light beam thing isn't fucking working now. <laughs> right, this shit's on the just, fritz. Like... Yeah, see, so I'm just gonna got... have to drop you where we're hovering, which is about eight hours north or wherever from 
where you came from. No biggie. We so, got stuff to do. Yeah. We like, got oh oh shit. We shouldn't have even done this. Yeah. It's like half the time the doctor drops someone off, it's hundreds of miles from their home. Yeah. It's like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Like, fucking aliens. Where am I? <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Not far. It's cool. After the bean says she's going to be safe and that he's going to you know, put her back, uh, she finds herself in a bed and falling asleep. And then she wakes up. That's in a... never good. I mean, that just no. seems. <laughs> yeah, that's well, now you're great. in a bed falling asleep. Like, Nothing good is gonna happen in that situation. Right, it's like, right. It's... You're already waking up in a room with like some creepy guy, and now you're in a bed with a with a mouth hole. Yeah. A, oh my god! Silver talks to you out of his fucking mouth hole. Silver Gross. gimp suit. All right. Mm-hmm. Disco gimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Everything's fine. It's groovy, baby. Well, she wakes up in a forested area where she can smell the ocean, and so she starts walking through the bush, I presume, towards the ocean, towards the smell of the ocean. After some time, she gets to a highway and a gas station. So when she first comes to, she can't really remember who she was, really, and she really didn't know where the fuck she was. She was just super fucking disoriented. Very disoriented. Well, wouldn't you be if you just suddenly woke up like eight fucking hours from your house? I'd be like, where the fuck is this place? And God knows, yeah, I mean... As we'll find out later, there's all kinds of weird that shit that could happen. That would be pretty terrifying to just wake up so far and you don't even know how far and everything's unfamiliar. I mean, I'm going to assume she was unfamiliar. Oh, yeah, no. She was just Especially if it just happened. Like, yeah. I mean, it would You're... be cool if I just like woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm in Taos, you know? <laughs> I totally know my way around here, even though it's super far away. Like, But not like in the bush. You yeah. like You wake up and there's like a tree and a koala next to you or something. Oh, probably, like, and, like, 10,000 things are going to fucking bite you and kill the right. shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. A huntsman spider just leisurely walks by. Oh, Goodbye. God. <laughs> with a shotgun. Yeah. I just, I can't even with Australia and the fucking spiders. Just, like, no. Oh, man. And the crocodiles and the snakes. Yeah. And, and the fucking spiders. And the everything but the opossums, which oh. are actually cute and cuddly. Mm. Yeah. Well, the lady that called Keith was a worker at the gas station. And she gave Amy a ride to the hospital upon Amy's request because she felt like shit. She said that she'd seen a UFO when she was in school, but nothing like this had ever happened. <laughs> I saw one when I was in school, but I didn't get fucking kidnapped and, like, put to sleep and God knows what happened. Yeah. <laughs> the police set her up in a motel, which is nicer than American police, I think. Uh, so she could wait for, wait for her husband there, who showed up later on that day with Petra. I mean, they were a ways away, but not that far. Just, like... How many kilometers was that? 790 kilometers or 490 miles. 490 miles. So, I mean, it's a ways, so but it's not, ways. it's not, you, it's, you can that do it. That would take a, well, yeah, I mean, I do that shit all the time. Jordan, yeah, but totally. But that, that takes some time. Yeah. It does take some time. Yeah. To Spokane and then back, basically. Totally. Yeah, yeah, so. That's, that's a ways. So that's going to take some time. That's pretty much hours. all the way across the, like, Almost Which is, the top I guess, of Washington. why it says it was eight hours away. Because <laughs> that's how long it takes to drive yeah. to Spokane like two times. So it was like or 16 hours Spokane away. Spokane and back. Then. Oh, eight hours to Spokane and back. It's really only four hours to Spokane? Uh, if you speed, it is, and there's no traffic. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume there's not a huge amount of traffic out where they are, too. Which Probably I don't even know not. Yeah. I'm wondering where like, any of that is. I'm wondering if their speed limits are super high as well. I don't know. Or if it's I, that, like my, Montana where it doesn't exist. I would think they exist. were, but... You never know. One would hope where they film Mad Max that it, like they'd just be like, what, what's speed limits? What the, the hell is that? Right. You'd hope. 
Well, Australia can be pretty badass. Yeah. For sure. So oh, yeah. I, I could see them being like, yeah, we don't have any speed limits on those roads, but... Oh, man, that one movie still fucks with me so bad, that Wolf Creek. Not sure if I've that seen one? that one. Oh, my God. How have you no, not seen that, that one? That's the one with the guy in, like, the orange mask. No, yeah, it's, one. like, this this guy who is, like... Did you ever see The Rescuers Down Under? Yeah. No. Okay, so he is basically, like, the poacher guy in Rescuers Down Under, except, like, these kids that are going across the outback or something... They're on a road trip. They break down, and this guy comes and helps them out and brings them back to his place. And then he drugs them. They're drinking from his bottle. He's got some like home. He's got some like Australian moonshine or something. And he drugs them, and then they wake up like you know. And he's got them all set up to fucking like murder the shit out of them. And it's just fucking yeah. awful too. Huh. Like the, it's a terrifying movie. But yeah, he was just like that guy in The Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Only like a maniacal like killer. Only, yeah, not yeah. a Disney cartoon from right. the 1970s or 80s. It was it was like the 90s. No, it was that, 90s. I, I was, was like that really? I was yeah. almost too old of a kid to watch it, but I still did. I feel like I was like on the cusp. Right. Of, All right. Like, then. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because the original Rescuers, that was like the 70s or some shit. Yeah, like, the original Rescuers ago. was a long time oh, okay. And then they finally, so, like... The Rescuers Down Under, that was like a yeah. 90s, like, I want to say, like, 1990s. 90s is when, when, something. like, John Candy was a thing, because mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. he the bird? I yeah, think he so, was. Yeah. 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 Miss that guy. And then they had that, the the Goanna lizard that he called Joanna. Oh, yep, yep. Yep. Just like you. Yep, Except just you're, like me. You're Thanks, not a lizard, a lot. Really. Nope. Thanks a fucking lot for that. At any rate, so they show up and they talk to her in the motel for a long time about what happened. On she had the, like weird marks on her. On the inside of her right thigh, there was a series of triangle marks and there was a mark on each of her heels. She had also recently dyed her hair and now it was showing roots where it hadn't been before the abduction. And her body hair was like unusually long. Isn't that like creepy as fuck? Super weird. So it's like time was going like forward like a lot, but not at the same time. And she goes like really far away. Or some sort of time travel where she's been gone longer than has actually passed. Right. Right. She was gone for a long time and then they just hopped back in time and dropped her off. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what they meant about the light not being good. I don't know. They fucked it up in the time travel. Something. (laughs) Burnt it out. Well, Keith and Amy call the Australian UFO Research Network at 2.20 p.m. that day. And they speak with a Diane Harrison, who listens to the story for about an hour. She contacts a guy named Bill Chalker because of how complex the story was and also because it featured this solid light, which was like that tractor beam thing. Mm-hmm. She contacted him the Friday, and he in turn called Amy and Keith at the motel. Keith did most of the talking. Apparently, he and Amy had been taking notes about the events for most of the day, and so he kept referring to them as they were having the conversation with Bill. Wow, like, that's, I don't know. I feel like that would kind of annoy me a little bit. The story he told... Like, I'm taking over. Like, I'm going to do all the talking here. Pretty much. I don't know. He was about 15 or 20 years older than his wife. I think I'd be okay with that, though. Be like, you know what? You you, you know what? All right, I'm just going to sit back, lay on this bed... Right, you tell them everything. You tell them all that shit. Here's what happened, and and you tell Um, them what happened. What the fuck? (laughs) So he tells the story of what Petra saw, and what Amy's, what Amy, what happened to Amy, and then what he experienced, which wasn't very much because he didn't see anything. He ran out. He ran around his house for a little bit until, and then called the cops. That's what he did. Yeah, because he didn't see anything. It was Petra who saw, and then Amy who experienced it. 
And then Bill spoke to Amy for a little while, and he focused mainly on what happened before and after her experience on the craft, uh, because Keith had pretty exhaustively laid down all the other stuff. Keith wanted to contact media outlets to get the story out. He also wanted to be very in control of everything surrounding this, like who got to talk to his wife, and he was very adamant that he shouldn't have to provide things like evidence. And they also gave Diane and Bill a permission to investigate where the abduction took place. So they went out there and they saw the plants and the cut screen. Uh, there was a dog at the residence and they warned, oh, like, this dog is nice, but he's, like, unruly, so he's going to hop up on you. So if you don't like dogs jumping on you, don't go over there. It's like, you know, like a cyclone. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you, but holy fuck, do I want to be all Just... over you. Let me see you. Come here, man. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, maybe. Like, hey, I'm a dog. Come on. Look at me. I'm a dog. I'm a fucking dog. Exactly. Yeah. And now the way the screen was cut, it was cut horizontally. And vertically. It was and it vertically. like a T. Like, yeah, like a, like an upside down T. So upside the, down. The though, bottom was, it was cut, cut horizontally. The and then the bottom. top was cut in the center straight down. And they figured like it could, with a rambunctious dog, it's possible the dog could have done some damage like that. Yeah, in like a perfectly shaped horizontal line i mean i don't know they also spoke with a gardener who said that the particular plant species that was affected by the heat that you know that was had the burn thing right that just happens to it in hot sunlight and the reason that the other plant wasn't affected is because it was a different kind of plant that that didn't happen to right they were both flowering plants but different ones exactly like i believe the one on the other side was like hibiscus or something and so that one is right just and then fine. one had a weird long name i know i was like good... today tomorrow and oh some and always or something like something that like yesterday that, yeah. today tomorrow it sounded like a beatles song yeah it did <laughs> it really did it was it was weird i didn't i don't think i took that down Neither did I, but it was it was a it was a fine name. It was. You, you can all never... trust us. It was like a Beatles song. It was totally like a Beatles song. Yes, but nevertheless, it was yeah two different species. And they found they found other plants of the bush. of the same kind that was flowering affected by the heat. Bush and they was all they were also affected by the heat in the same way. So maybe it was from the solid light event, and maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the solid light of sunshine. Could have been. <laughs> Beaming now down they uh, tried to get a hold of the the Rylances. See, every time they've talked to them so far, Petra's been asleep or something. So I don't know what the deal with that is. Uh, and the Rylances had been moving from motel to motel. Apparently, they experienced like a Men in Black style deal where a dark brown truck was chasing them, which led them to leave in the area to evade the truck. Like just... a UPS truck? No, it was a, like a 4 by 4 kind of truck. <laughs> <laughs> just terrified. You know, oh my God. Is that the same truck? So there's like this UPS guy on my street which is like a total perv and it's funny i just remembered <laughs> i just remember our friend works for eps too and that's funny yeah. yeah oh yeah our friend joey that's not his real name we're yeah. protecting his privacy of course yeah. <laughs> total perv oh my god yeah no there there's one on my street that I'm pretty sure watched me have uh, sex with my boyfriend like one time. Like, <laughs> well, hey, he was just going up and down well. the street and like parking and like facing me when I came out. I saw him when I like came out to my car, and um, you watched your boyfriend deliver a package. <laughs> exactly because he like <laughs> once you know my boyfriend will call him Adam to protect his privacy. What kind of name is that? <laughs> 
he shows up and then the UPS guy, once he shows up, he like drives, passes my house again and then parks down the street, like turns back around. But I didn't know he had like turned back around. So like after like we get in Adam's car and we totally fuck and then we get out to like take a walk and everything and like there he was just like parked like just like one house down he was like facing us he'd like gone past us one way turned around and then parked and turned the lights off truck shaking back and sitting there truck gently and shaking then once back we and came forth out and stuff and we're about to walk around like the lights come on and he like passes the house again he drives past us again he doesn't just like pull out yeah. and book out the other direction. He, he really wanted to see up close again, the people he just turns around fuck. again because like my street is a dead end street. The way he's going, there's right. no way out. And so then turns around and passes us back again before leaving. Want to get a good look? <laughs> it was seriously creepy, and I've seen him a couple other times, and I'm always just like, ah, oh. like every time I see him, like, like parked dude, on my street, just like there. Oh man, you're a perv. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So. Well, after this non-UPS truck <laughs> chased the Rylances around, they got the fuck out of Dodge, and uh, the investigators only heard from Keith one more time, and never again. Hmm. I, there's no, no follow-up information, and it's been 17 years. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe the men in black got him. Maybe yeah. they're just hiding in Australia. Maybe the aliens came back Maybe for him. Maybe they're just like, hey, so you know what? You just uh, go, and you won't have to go you know what i mean right you know what i'm saying right you, you know either, what i'm thinking about you either stay gone or you be gone <laughs> did they they lost their la privileges yeah right there you go yeah. i can't believe 2001 was 17 fucking years ago yeah, what the shit is that oh my god that is the passage of time my friends <sighs> unbelievable well that's the story of the gundaya mckay alien abduction it's some pretty crazy shit yeah that's it is crazy. So what's your take on it, though? Do you, like, think that something happened? Well, f- from the way I read things, they were all, it seemed kind of biased against Keith a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, he was sort of trying to run the show and get basically paid for this. It seemed like. But that's just the way that the articles were written, you know. The possibility is that he's he was a little bit older. He was... T- like 15 years at least older than his wife. So he was probably more so just trying to protect his wife from people talking shit and being dicks to her because she got, you know, abducted by aliens and people are from dicks doing about that. the, uh, the very thing that people thought that he, that he was doing is, you know, trying to just run the show and, you know, be mm. like, Hey, let's get some cash for this. Right, like right. talk about this wacky stuff. You're in a room and some creepy guys telling you not to worry. And then you're laying on a bed going to sleep. And it's weird that Petra doesn't have much to say about anything. She's always asleep or whatever. So, I don't know. She's dead in a closet somewhere. Maybe. I mean, you don't have to hide them in closets <laughs> in Australia. You just find a river, toss them in there, and the, the crocodiles will get them. Or it could just be maybe it's just like one of those things. Like, cause... Oh, they happened on The Rescuers Down Under too. remember? Yeah. That's how he faked Cody's death was he put the backpack where it got all chewed up by oh, the gators yeah. and like... And, like, the, the cops, like, bring the chewed-up backpack to, like, the mom and stuff. Like, oh, sorry, your kid got eaten by fucking crocodiles. Here's right. his fucking backpack. That was some fucking heavy shit. 
Yeah, I feel like that's not proper police code. <laughs> like, here's this shoot up backpack. Same day. We just found it in the we river. Hear, we don't yeah. need it for, like, we're well, not going to, like, process it for the, any at evidence. The, at the same time, though, it's like, this is Australia, so it's just like, ah, oh, well, yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> I don't know. I think Australia is probably a little bit farther ahead of us as far as their law enforcement, enforcement is concerned. Maybe. They're not even allowed to have guns there, I don't think. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, it's it's. Oh, you got eaten. <laughs> Second time this week this happens. <laughs> you know, it's like they talk to Crocodile Dundee. All right, yeah, yeah. see that? Why do you think I carry this knife? Because can't have a gun anymore. <laughs> yeah. So just have really big knives. You know, it's funny. I think a lot of places just grow up different when there's no accessible guns it's just a whole different way of thinking about things because oh, i've been reading yeah. these like norwegian yeah. crime novels so this guy's like norwegian he writes this like norwegian crime series um they made a movie out of one of the books the snowman which i guess really sucked but uh. the books are super awesome but this guy um harry hule that's how you pronounce it in english it translates to harry hole <laughs> oh right <laughs> which is unfortunate uh, or is it but fortunate depending on the crowd you're going for he's like true. a total like loose cannon detective who's all like an alcoholic but he's fucking brilliant so yeah. that's why all his shenanigans are put up with by the right. boss because he's like the house of cops uh-huh totally 100 <laughs> percent. but they're Hole. always getting like <laughs> They're always getting these directives from, like, high up saying, like, oh, okay, well, you, you know, police detectives, inspectors are supposed to be wearing a sidearm now at all times. And Harry's always like, god damn it. Why do I need to fucking carry a gun? I'm a fucking cop. Like, why does this need to happen? He's always super annoyed by it because he can never pass the shooting exam. <laughs> and, but, I mean, of course, in the end, though, it's, like, usually a gun that saves him. Usually he does have to resort to right. like using the gun and shooting somebody. And, but it's his last resort. But it is his last resort, and he like doesn't feel like just song. he has. To, he only he only obtains <laughs> the gun helps. like right when he's about to make some action happen. Like it's for sure yeah. going down. So then he gets a gun, but he feels he just doesn't need it like day to day. Yeah, well, I mean, like, unless he's Brock it. Samson, you can just kind of fuck off with that shit. Like, yeah, you straight think up. You are? Yeah, so because I mean, a lot of countries don't disappoint. have. Like sidearms on the regular, right? Even like shotguns and stuff, they have to like lock them in the trunk and yeah. Some wacky shit, though. There is some fucking wacky shit. It doesn't mean that people still won't find a way to fucking kill you. And... Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> let me use this other instrument of death. Right. There's plenty of murder equipment out there. I mean, it's gotta get creative. People have been killing people for thousands of years. Yeah, right. That's not changing. No. <laughs> Well, how about another story, Joanna? Oh, how about another story? Uh, do you want to tell us one? Alex, do you want to tell us a story? Whatever, man. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a story, Joanna? What about the trivia? Like, wasn't trivia promised? He's I mean, not, not going to give us trivia. Yeah, he was just probably saying not. That. I was trying to make it more interesting. That was just a fucking lie. That was all a fucking lie. Yeah, he's it's just like here to cake. lie and drink gin. Well, do you want to loosely discuss Travis Walton? Yeah. Yeah, funny I mean, thing here. Okay, so Travis Walton, one of the most famous ones. So I didn't take very good notes on it because I'm like, oh, Nate will totally cover that. I'll just like kind of like ride on his coattails on that one. Didn't bother to do a whole lot of research, even though I know of the case. It's a really famous one. And apparently 
great minds think alike because <laughs> well, it's the, what do you based, got on old Travis, Nate? <laughs> they based the movie Fire in the Sky after what happened. It was him and like three or four dudes were in, I think they were loggers or something. Loggers in Arizona. Yeah, What's the, the dude's woods. name that like played him? Is it Sweeney? No idea. Is it D.B. Sweeney? No idea. I'm pretty sure. I've seen Fire Walk With Me, but I have not seen Fire in the Sky. I saw Fire yeah, in the Sky. Yeah, D.B. Sweeney is yeah. Walton himself. And Robert Patrick in the leading role is Walton's best friend. Mm. So, you know, Robert Patrick of T-1000 fame. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. damn. I didn't even know that. I've seen that movie so long ago. I think I saw it when, you know, I still only had, like, back in the day where it was just, like, cable and commercials and you didn't have any streaming devices. No on demand. No on demand. Worst. Maybe you knew someone that had HBO. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you had satellite. Well, at any rate, <laughs> Walton's in the woods with these guys, and they're heading out, and they they're see... They're loggers. They're, they're fucking loggers. loggers. And they see... He sees something, and it ends up being a fucking spaceship that abducts him. The rest of his homies get the fuck out of Dodge, and he's gone. They think he's dead. They report this whole thing, and like a well, week... Well, okay, so he sees a light. He sees a light in the trees, and he's like, I'm going to go like, and explore this light. They're like, let's go and check light. this yeah. out, and they're But like, the other guys no. don't. They're just like... Like, they stay no, in the dude. truck. They're yeah. smart. It's six of them. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, six of them. Yeah. Okay. They stay in the truck. Six of them. He and they're out. fucking loggers. I mean. Yeah. It's like having like six like burly construction workers or something. I mean, not the kind of crowd th- that's going to scare easily. No, yeah. but I guess when you see lights in the forest, you're like, that's not. Yeah. I mean, thing. to be fair, just uh, you know, a few weeks ago was driving with a uh, new guy down to uh, on our little jaunt on our. Oh right. Your little, West Coast tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were driving on this road like for like about an hour. No one in front of us, no one behind us, like just nowhere two lane highway. And it's just like this is the kind of thing. And it's, you know, the moon is full. And so you can kind of see the silhouette of the landscape. Right. Because you were driving a, through California. Not a lot I was around. Kind of driving through California, too. Like, separately. And, you know, just like, all right. So this is like, you know, if something just like we see someone just like standing on the side of the road, just keep driving. Something <laughs> skitters across the road in front of just us. Keep going. Keep going. You see some lights over there. We're just going to yeah, keep you going. You know what? We got, we got to get to the coast. We got things to do. This is not a place to stop for fucking So, yeah, anything. for a bunch of people that are like, oh, lights. And it's like, oh, well, let's go mean, check it it's, out. It's, the end of the day too they probably want to get to like the right. bar and stuff and but i mean it's like okay so it's like all right we'll stop and like oh what the hell is that and then he, check then it out travis and then to, like, oh you know what and... i'm gonna get out and look at it that that would be new guy totally new guy would be the jackass to be like i'm guy. gonna go look at it i yeah. saw a new guy last week driving Derek yeah. actually recognized him i didn't i didn't say hi but i drove right past him coming back from seattle through like kirkland <laughs> because Derek was like oh look pilbagrade you know he saw the car the <laughs> oh. On the back of the car, I was like, oh, I pull right. up. I'm oh. like, well, who's this here? It's like, oh, it's new guy. Yeah, all right. Drove <laughs> That's on. funny. Yep. All right. Well, Travis <laughs> checks out the light, and he's gone for too long, and so the guys take off. Well, and no, then Travis. Okay, so he gets hit with the light. Yeah, that like, hits him knocks and knocks him, him unconscious. Ass. And in the the movie, which you know, spice things up with it, it hits him, and all his buddies are watching, and it's terrifying, and it lifts him in the air, and then right. throws he's him back like dramatically. You know, mm. he's doing, he's got the arms outstretched, Jesus thing going on, but uh, that's probably not actually. I, no. I admit, it, I don't care how big of a person I am, that would freak me out pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, so, I'm fucking out of here. So they take off. Yeah, yeah. And then he's gone for five days. Yeah, for like a week. And he shows back up, and he's got a beard, and like 
he's not sure that he's been gone for five days, but everyone else is like, dude, we thought you were dead. And the cops the police, were investigating. Yeah, the police those, were like investigating them as like accessories. They thought murder, they fucking and that killed them. They all were in on it. And... Like he just found himself walking along the highway. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't really recall much of the experience other than seeing like two types of aliens. And well, he said like, okay, so he gets hit with the light, knocked out, wakes in a hospital like room being observed by three short little dudes. Oh, like the gray the, aliens. The gray. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big heads. Yeah. Big eyes. Yeah. They had like orange jumpsuits or some shit. Mouth holes. And then, uh um, You need to fuck off with that. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I mean, he claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet, so maybe he had the mouth hole mask underneath. Probably. He was bringing it back. And then uh, led him to another room where he blacked out as three other humans put on a clear plastic mask over his face, and like that's the last so thing. So you say humans. Did he, these ones were the ones that looked like... Humans. Humans. Like, yeah. he described, they were like blonde and hot. Oh, those like would be hot. the... Those would be the Nordic ones, yeah. They're the blonde with the blue eyes, and they look basically human, but they're a little bit taller. Hmm. Which is interesting, because it was like, uh, the other night, I just happened to be um, listening to, uh, what is that, Coast to Coast, and they were talking with a guy that, I guess it was a 1953 um, encounter. I don't think it was an abduction, but, you know, he claimed this guy. Is the guy that just released the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... You know, and it just made me think of all like the you know the UFO shows and books that I've read, and it's like there was kind of this point where it's like the people you know very human looking, and you know just like just looking like you and me, but maybe in some kind of snazzy jumpsuit, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and then there was kind of then all of a sudden there's kind of this shift to the the more the gray. And there's also the reptilians and. There's there's yeah. multitude of stories about all kinds all of kinds. different ones, which we will definitely get into sort of a who's who of the alien races at some point. At some point, do you have those like for this show or is that no, at some point? No, but I mean, I know a few just off the top of my head. There's the reptilians, which is, you know, what all the politicians are supposed to be. Right. The ones that are like controlling. You know, I don't doubt that sometimes. Illuminati and yeah, all yeah. that. Majestic 12, what have you. Uh, there's the greys, which are the ones that, like, you know, that. The classic alien, the ones that are in Stargate, and just uh, any kind of really pop culture reference, yeah, you know, the yeah. big heads. They also tend to be the ones eyes. that are abducting you the most. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, like I mean, he describes like the Nordic ones too. And they're also like lot, it seems the so Greys them, the are grays. really associated with the butt stuff too. Yes, like yeah. Apparently, the, the Greys totally love the butt, butt stuff. stuff, and they come in short and tall varieties. Yeah. And the tall varieties of them are generally seem to be in charge. Then there's the Nordics that we mentioned earlier, blonde, blue, kind of tall. Not so much butt stuff. Maybe not. Maybe butt stuff is universal. I imagine. I don't know. It seems pretty limited to grays. Yeah. Butt stuff, I think of gray. Right. There's just there's tons. Those are the ones that do I you can think, off the top of my head. Do you think that's kind of like the thing in the aliens community is like, you know, the grays get always get hit with the butt stuff. Like, you know, people like myself that mm-hmm. drive a big van. Oh, the oh, rape van. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, really? they're, like they're like the grays. Oh, you like the butt stuff. And they're like, it was, it was, it was Steve. And then like, Alex, Steve you're just, oh, it's just like, God damn it. I'm not a fucking rapist. It's like, like it, it's not a panel van. Come on. <laughs> right. There's windows. It's windows. They're like, I'm a tall gray. What do you want? It's like, come on. Oh. 
you guys can we move past yeah, this i bet i bet so because i mean some aliens will just like kill the shit out of you if you came across them like bigfoot is sometimes people think is an alien too <laughs> yeah mothman was you know thought to maybe be an alien so what else what else happened some after, of them like talk to the, you uh, all nice and then some of them put stuff up your butt and apparently that's the grays yeah um so yeah he basically shows up and they're just kind of like so what happened the shit happened to you guy and you know he tells them this wacky stuff and um friends definitely definitely didn't try to kill me right <laughs> yeah, right my like, friends no 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 been, they, i bet they were so relieved when they found him not just because they're they're his buddies and they fought, right. probably felt bad for running and they're like cool you're not dead that's what i said like, like super awesome because now we're not going to get indicted on like murder charges right. either like that's definitely a bonus the weird thing i think is like the polygraph thing where all of them took polygraphs and they all passed or were inconclusive. Except that Travis goes on this freaking game show years later, some like Fox game show. I can't remember the name of it, but they do a live polygraph and he fails it. But well, he was on live TV. Maybe he was scared that. And I think it was like, a, you know, one of these kind of setup shows. Like, who knows if. Yeah, I mean, I would trust right. like the police polygraphs that all Way not just some than, shows like, like official ones, yeah. not some yeah. fucking you know ratings. But I mean, I guess okay. So after he shows up, uh, National Enquirer awarded Walton and his coworkers a five thousand dollar prize for best UFO case. Fuck yeah! After they you know allegedly passed polygraph tests administered by the Enquirer and Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. Well, and I think it's pretty. Like not it's not been contested that he was he was missing. The police yeah. thought he was dead and that his yeah. friends fucking killed him. So the guy yeah. was like legit missing. Totally. For five days the authorities thought he'd been murdered by his coworkers and then he was returned. All the coworkers who were there who saw the spacecraft, they all took polygraph tests and they all passed except for one and it was inconclusive. And that's probably because he was like scared. Right. And so every single thing that an- that he answered always showed like a false a false positive you know because his heart is just beating so hard cause right because he's like well yeah this shit was yeah. fucking freaky man totally and then also just like being subjected to a polygraph test i mean it's a little bit of stress you know if he's if he's got it if he's a little bit anxious just an, an anxious person then it's going to be some shit you know i will say though that it's a lot easier i think to go off grid for five days in 1978 than it would be to like pull that off now oh totally like even the 2001 case well, that was also an. So awesome. that was like, Which but a there's story. like a whole time thing there with that because of the yeah. distance she went in like a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. I mean, Travis didn't he stay like local? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think he stayed pretty local. Not, yeah, and it was five whole days, but and he's still alive and he still does uh, conventions and stuff today. Mm-hmm. I did. I did see that online that he was going to do some uh, talks and stuff around the country. Oh yeah, I mean he maintains it to this day. I, I mean, it's a pretty. It's it's pretty crazy. Convincing one because the thing is, is that like why, I don't understand how you can get that many people that were like basically your logging buddies, 
Yeah, to be like, hey guys, let's yeah. let's mix. You, it's like, you guys, I read in the Inquirer, you can make some money. Yeah, like, like I mean, five grand. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I That's mean, in nineteen seventy-five. Exactly... Well, that... it's still cool, but still, it's just like you know, like but he just still, brings it's... this up there, all just like off being lumberjacks out was in the it... woods in Arizona, and just like you know, like hey guys. <laughs> was it nineteen seventy-five or nineteen seventy-eight? It was nineteen seventy-eight. Seventy-eight was when he wrote the book. Oh, Seventy-five okay. was when it happened. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, 76, I think I have, is when it happened. That's when I have it. Yeah, 78, he wrote the book, The Walton Experience, and then that became the basis for Fire in the Sky, which Paramount the Pictures decided was too fuzzy and too similar to other televised close encounters. So they had the guy write a more flashier, more provocative yeah, because he gets tortured a lot more in that movie. Yeah. Like, they all like, I mean, drill his fucking teeth and stuff. Like, ah, I yeah. can't fucking stand that. I can't stand that shit. $5,000 in 1975 I'd rather get anally $23,000 <laughs> today. 23000 Yeah, so if someone... I mean, $23,000. But, you know, that's not even a thing that they knew probably was like a for sure thing oh probably like not, this no. happened in the national Enquirer just happened to be like oh that's the best story we've heard all year here's five grand and that's boys. like yeah just a little can we get the exclusive from like, you for this much money because this is legit awesome because it it had so many witnesses the guy was gone i mean yeah yeah i mean i believe it yeah i'm pretty much sold on it too i i have a hard time just like I kind of don't want to believe that there's aliens out there capable of kidnapping people. Like that's well, you know, that's the it's... only reason I really like don't want to believe is like my own anxiety over that happening to me. As we know, it is an infinite universe with infinite possibilities, and oh, so there's God. definitely you know, life out again there. with the fucking infinite possibilities. We hey, just not yeah, man, that. lay off the quantum physics. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, the next story we have here is Carol and Helen Thomas. Uh, they were abducted in an alley, Birmingham, England, March 30th, 1988. As per the norm, Helen goes to her mom's house and they head to the mill where they both work. They work at the mill? They work at the mill. Where is this There's again? Trouble at the mill? Birmingham, England. Oh, England. I was like, I was, th- I was thinking that trouble sounds so, so like it's well, taking place in England. Well, the crossbeams come out fell they off the trouble. The what does that mean? I don't know. I wasn't expecting some kind of Spanish Inquisition. Well, nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. Silly. Silly. My dad said that just the other day. That no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. Right, because we found a snake in our house that the cat probably went in. It was a tiny little garter snake. Right. But my mom kind of like, you know, like yelled when she saw it because she was startled and... And she's like, no, really, I mean, it was... I was just startled. I wasn't scared by it. And my father's like... She's just like, I just wasn't expecting it to be there. And my dad's just like, yeah, well, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. He's right. He's right. It's true. Well, they're taking their normal route to work, and they walk through this alley they always walk through. And a persistent humming becomes audible, and a bright light shines down from above. The women begin to feel dizzy and nauseous, but then the light is gone, and they're still walking through the alley. Hmm. They think it's weird, but Helen's jacket is completely drenched, and the ground is totally dry. So they're feeling all disoriented and they're kind of concerned with what just happened yeah like what did just happen but they just carry on to work so they get there and the security guard at the gate is like dude it's like you the guys jacket i couldn't help but feel like did like somebody like piss on me or something yeah, what the fuck is up with show this? up here or right. well it's not an alley i don't think believe it's an alley like it is an alley 
around in Seattle where it's like smells like piss and stuff. I think it's between two large estates. Do you notice like that just happens more and more now? Oh yeah, it's no more. Like no everywhere more, yeah. in Seattle it's, smells like pee now. That's oh, the yeah. homeless crisis Gross. right there. Yeah, because it fucking sucks to live here right now. It's expensive. So expensive. so uh, the yeah the security security guard at the gate tells them that they are very late, and that's when they realize <laughs> that they were missing several Do you think hours he of time. Said it in that tone. No, he probably like, said it with an English you are accent. Very late, you sir. He said it in, in an English accent, I'm sure. But probably in that same kind of tone. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. the tone, that's yeah, what absolutely. I was oh, yeah. You are very late. You are very late. In the following weeks, both uh, Helen and Carol experience these strange symptoms. They're having some kind of discharge from their navel. Random. Do you have to fucking say it like that? Well, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Random. Maybe Burton. some discharge. Not some discharge. God, that's the word I don't like. Maybe some. <laughs> they had some just goop some coming, shit out just coming out of their belly, belly button. button. It was discharged from their navel. Yeah. From their navel. From their navel. From their uh, navel. <laughs> the random blistering on their arms and faces and nosebleeds. Sounds like radiation to me. Well, they keep them, yeah. this to themselves pretty much for six years, and then they finally report it to a UFO researcher, Tony Dodd. He listens to the ladies and says, hey, you should try hypnosis to try and remember the lost time. Well, it worked. Carol recalled that the light in the alley seemed to swallow them up, and when she came to, she and her daughter were each laying on tables in a white room. You know, you seem really excited about this. Like, you're really happy. Like, well, it worked. <laughs> hey, I'm excited it worked. Hypnosis I'm was glad. a success. This uh, is what was remembered. There were several short beans surrounding the table. They had large heads and eyes, long uh -oh. arms, three-fingered oh, hands. <laughs> uh, skin was off-white, wrinkled, and appeared wet. Three fingers, you say? <laughs> like Ninja Turtles. Wet skin. Oh, my God. Uh, they, they pressed around their navels with their cold and clammy hands. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Oh, boy. Because then they took a glass tube and jammed it into their belly button. It didn't hurt, but they knew they were extracting eggs. From her belly button? That's fucking awful. After all of this, one of the beans showed Carol a screen on the wall. It had a bunch of strange symbols and footage of war. I imagine it was similar to like in um, the fifth element when Lilu is watching, looking at the internet and seeing all the different things. And mm -hmm. she sees a bunch of like weird symbols and then it starts flashing pictures of war basically. Mm -hmm. So I, I imagine it's something like that. Uh, there was one being that was taller than the rest. He was blonde with blue eyes. He wore a silver suit that had a badge on it. It was a blue badge that had a circle, it's a like triangle, a superhero. and I, two wavy lines on it. Does he have a cape? I can imagine him with a cape. Does he have the mask? No mask. Oh, my God. No mask. Did you have to look right at me when you said that? I, I did. <laughs> you did. You did. You That's excited. why he you said wanted that. To say it. You wanted to say mouth hole again. That's why he said Sick it. freak. Oh, my God. So, so Helen... did they press their cold, clammy fingers anywhere else? Not that they said. Uh, Helen Not remembers, that they said. Helen remembers pretty much the same thing, but one of the beans took special interest in her leather jacket, and he kept touching it and like rubbing it on his face. He has a face. leather fetish. That's disgusting. Oh, it's possible that he's never seen leather before. Maybe this particular group Then he's has like, never... ooh, I wish I had a suit with a mouth hole. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Made out of this stuff. Maybe. <laughs> but that was like, their... I am so going to try that. <laughs> but that was their story. Just some... Freaking alien, and he just starts 
touches her. Well, they were all wet and stuff, and so the jacket got wet because he was like rubbing it it's on. It's like, ooh, face. is this yeah. leather? Like, <laughs> is this real leather? <laughs> we normally mutilate the things this comes from. <laughs> right? I never thought about wearing them all over my body. Right? It's pretty sick when you think about leather like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. I still like it, though. Right. Who doesn't? Like as a jacket and boots, though. I mean, that's as, as not far leather as underwear. Go. No, and uh, nothing where a mouth hole is involved, because that's just awful. There you go. <laughs> well, shall we talk about Barney and Betty? Take it back. Sure. Yeah, we'll classics. take it back to. Uh, well, actually, let's let's talk about the very very first report of a UFO. I had differing information than Nate when we were talking about our notes beforehand. There was one in 1947 over Mount Rainier. Just got to give that a shout out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mount Rainier is our in our home state of Washington. But this is one from 1639. 1639. The Massachusetts Bay Colony co-founder and governor John Winthrop wrote about a story he'd heard from James Everell. Written on a diary entry dated March 1st, 1639... Winthrop refers to Everell as a sober, discreet man. Quote, sober, discreet man. A sober, discreet man. He was in a rowboat on a river when he saw a great light in the sky. Back in 1639, that must have really lit some shit up because there is no light pollution there. there. Right? I can't even imagine what the stars must have looked like. No wonder you could, like, navigate by them and shit because... Because you could see them everywhere. All of them. Right. In really great detail. Which way detail. we going? That way. Mm-hmm. Winthrop also writes, quote, When it stood still, it flamed up and was about three yards square. When it ran, it was contracted into the figure of a swine. It ran as swift as an arrow towards Charleston, and so up and down about two or three hours. So I'm imagining mm-hmm. that means kind of like a swine, so kind of cigar-shaped in a manner of speaking, I guess. Maybe. And then swift as an arrow, which is fast, up and down from Charleston back towards the direction they are at for two to three hours. You know, cigar shape is actually not an unfamiliar uh, shape of light to be associated with UFOs. Everyone thinks of the flying saucer, but often... Yeah, a lot of cigar shape is like... Cigar shape. Right, be, as well, like yeah. right behind. Oh, my God. Cigars, like the best thing I think you ever posted on Facebook, Alex, and you post a lot of shit on Facebook. But I, my favorite still is, is when we had that weird cylinder shaped meteor like passing through our thing, and then you're like, maybe they're looking for humpback whales. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) looking for humpback whales. That shit's that's good. That was so good because of that, you know, obvious reference to the star wars 4 no star trek 4 star trek Trek 4 i'm sorry i misspoke i know what i was talking about so good so good well these lights moved on and everell (laughs) and his group found themselves one mile upstream with no knowledge of how it occurred you don't just accidentally go upstream in a boat especially not not. in a boat that you're fucking rowing yeah you're rowing a boat in 1639. Yeah. You're not accidentally... Oops, we accidentally went upstream. Whoops. <laughs> we applied a little too much manpower there. Yes. And we went the wrong way, and we didn't feel any resistance at all. And that brings us to Barney and Betty Hill. Barney and Betty Hill. Which... The classic. They are some progressive-ass motherfuckers. 
because they are an interracial couple in 1961. Yep. And yeah. I'm sure that was very rare then. Yeah, Not I mean, I don't... Going on. It was barely even legal at that point. So props to the Hills. I think they had maybe just recently made it, like, a Supreme Court decision. I think it was something that kind of varied state by state, but there were still states where it was illegal. And, the... and they were in, I think, New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. So... It was probably more liberal up there than it was in, say, Alabama. Definitely. And just very fine, upstanding people by all accounts. And this is another very well-known one. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard this one before. So they, they claim they were abducted by aliens from the Zeta Reticuli system. And this was in 1961. And They're... they got the Zeta Reticuli because didn't Betty, like, duplicate? Yeah, yeah. She drew, after... like, a star map that apparently she had been... St- uh, shown while she was abducted. So the deal is, is they were driving back to New Hampshire from Canada, Montreal, and Ni- Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And they're close. They're on Route Three, uh, close to a place called Indian Head. Barney's driving. Yes, and then they notice the lights. Betty does at first. She notices this weird thing in the sky. It's doing erratic-ass shit. Mm-hmm. She thought it was a falling star, but then she saw that it was moving upward. Which falling stars don't generally do. No, and then it moved erratically, grew bigger and brighter. And they also noticed that the car started to vibrate. Oh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Not quite but... yet. So they pull over, mm-hmm. and they get out of the car, and they... Oh, yeah, didn't they... he use his binoculars? Yeah, yeah Barney like, takes and a look it's... at the thing with his binoculars, and he... Well, first off, Betty does, and she's like, holy shit, Barney, take a look at this. And it's changing colors, and it's doing all kinds of shit between them and the moon. It's just zipping all around. And so Barney was like, this is a plane. But then suddenly it starts moving towards them. It didn't change direction. It's just suddenly getting closer. And so they get the fuck out of Dodge, but not quickly. They are driving kind of slow, and they watch this craft that was pancake-shaped, he says, fly around and eventually he's like die bombing the car and shit. So he had to stop the car mm-hmm. and it flies up and away a little bit. And so he gets out of the car with a gun in his pocket because they're an interracial couple in 1961. So motherfuckers packing heat. I'm sure. Yeah. He's looking at the binoculars, looking at the, the craft with through his binoculars and he sees some people, well, some beans inside looking back at him. And then some shit happens and the craft changes, like some things come out of the craft and he's like, fuck it, let's get out of here. They're going to get us. So he gets in the car and he fucking I takes off. I can't believe off. it takes this long to decide to get back in the car and the all this. The ball's on him. The ball's on both of them because Betty's not like screaming at him like, let's go. She's like, "What? what's going on here? So that's when they hear the rhythmic series of beeping and buzzing sounds. So basically pill brigade. <laughs> and this fucks them all up and they kind of lose awareness yeah, as pill brigade can exactly yep. <laughs> and then a second series of pill brigade noises happens and it brings them back to consciousness there are 35 miles or 56 kilometers down the road and they recall only bits of this particular part of road so in 35 miles neither of them really recall too much of what's going on that happens to me all the time driving what they know <laughs> is that they made a sudden turn came to a roadblock and saw a fiery ball in the road. So they get back home. And that's when they kind of realize some shit went down. That's when they realize shit went down? Well, they don't recall any of what just happened. All they recall at this point is that they made a sudden turn, came to a roadblock, and saw a fiery ball in the road. They don't remember. That and all the 
they don't recall all the alien shit that. They don't remember all that alien shit. That doesn't. No. It's once they got back home that well, Betty I know, starts kind of like thinking, when, "What the like, fuck the happened?" Like the spacecraft is all like. They don't remember that. At this they don't. Point. So they don't remember they don't him. Any, you know, like grabbing his gun. Or they don't recall any no. of that shit till later. Or anything. So all of a sudden, so they're just literally, driving along, the only and thing then that they remember. All of a sudden, thirty-five miles later. Thirty-five miles later, all they remember. Three hours later, too. Apparently, they lost like three hours time. Yeah. So that's, their watches had stopped. Yep. They. That's so. That's that's what they remember. Is they remember. Not much. Just driving. Found a roadblock. Fireball on the road. That was it. Just a fireball on the road. Just a fiery ball on the road. You yep. know? Yeah, that happens all the time. That happens all the so. time. So Betty, when she realizes some shit goes down and she starts remembering some stuff, has some dreams, calls the Air Force. They tell her, oh, you thought it was, you saw Jupiter. But the story was forwarded to Project Blue Book. Now we will get deeper into Project Blue Can Book. Can you see Jupiter? I'm sure in the Northeast you can, especially during that you know during that time. There's a lot less light pollution, and Jupiter you can see with the naked eye. You can see Zeta Reticuli with the naked eye if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. This is later changed but not to in the Southern Hemisphere. Optical right, condition. But what I'm saying is that doesn't matter with Jupiter. That matters with Zeta Reticuli. Zeta Reticuli is 39 light years from Earth, and you can see it with the naked eye. You know what I heard about Jupiter? It's closer than Uranus. No, oh. I heard nah. that boys go to Jupiter to get more stupid. Oh, oh, oh girls right, go. yeah. I don't Venus, know. so they can suck a lot of penis. <laughs> <laughs> Some girls, <laughs> maybe they're into it. <laughs> uh, so, Project Blue Book was. It's, we'll get deeper into that in a different episode as well. Will we? It was an Air Force study <laughs> of UFOs that was started in 1952. Through more hypnosis and dreams, they figure out they got abducted by aliens, and now they took sperm from from him. Oh yeah, and, and the they suck eggs out of her belly button. They did not that I saw. They just showed her that map, and that's the one that she reproduced of Zeta Reticuli, and it only fits in Zeta Reticuli. It doesn't fit any place else. It says you just drew like a shitload of stars in a constellation, pretty much like a picture of them, and it's it like oh yeah, hear with, this, like, like oh well. And now the chances of you being able to do that if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, possible, because you have likely seen Zeta Reticuli with your eyeballs. And even still, that'd be impressive to just, like... Definitely, yeah. Just eyeball it. Just, just, oh, here you go. Like, a whole fucking constellation. Like, here's here's fucking Virgo and the other shit that's up there. (laughs) And so that's, that's pretty crazy shit right there. It is pretty crazy. Although, didn't they start the hypnosis like two years after the incident it was some years after yeah yeah and like up until this point she was having like dreams and she was writing them down and they were conferring because at first the descriptions weren't the same under hypnosis like they're separate descriptions like barney is the one who first makes it sound like the they're grays uh betty had said that they were like more humanoid and had like black hair and nearly human black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses and bluish lips. And their skin was a grayish color. Interesting. About yeah, five feet, five feet, four inches tall, matching blue uniforms. Yeah. And Oh, this is what I was looking for that. Uh, they had a Jimmy Durant, type nose that was in quotations marks that's how she had described them i don't i don't know who the fuck yeah 
Jimmy Durant is, but definitely seems like it, it was more looking like a person than an alien. Right. But then after Barney describes a more classic style of gray alien with like the big heads and the big brown or black eyes and gray skin, then her descriptions under hypnosis started matching his more. Oh, that guy. You see that guy? Dude. Wow. Yeah. That is a huge fucking nose. He's got a big fucking nose. Yeah. When they say, uh, (laughs) yeah. Well, so when she describes the nose as that, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty fucking prominent and pretty unlike, uh, a gray. Yeah. Cause they have like, they have, maybe they have like little nose holes. See, that just doesn't sound as bad. But this is also just of what she was dreaming. So right. it's like. But then she, when, this is once they were under hypnosis, too. Yeah. Like, he first said it was, like, a gray, and then she had said it was, like, these huge nose people. And then after he had said it, she said it, like, differently. Allegedly, supposedly. And in other accounts, there are also, like, several kinds of aliens hanging out next to one another. Right. Doing alien shit, abducting Could people, hijacking sperm. The, another difference was that they spoke to her using English and spoke to him through telepathy. I believe that they did speak with her through telepathy as well. I think it was English in her mind is what it was described as. Hmm. Maybe I got that wrong. <laughs> well, what's your take on them? I I believe that one too. I mean, they don't... They seem to be a pretty legitimate couple, you know? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't seem to be too much bullshit involved. They contacted the Air Force right away and didn't go straight to the media. Right. So, well, she had, like, like, a friend in the Air Force at, um, God, what was the... And her sister spoke about UFOs. I believe her sister base. saw a UFO once. Uh, 1975, they were portrayed by uh, James Earl Jones and Estelle Parsons in the television film the ufo incident nice oh, so. james earl jones huh yeah interesting jim, jim jones <laughs> no that was james earl jones jim jones mm. yeah but you know huh. more like that's dark... also for another episode right <laughs> right we totally should because that guy is a fucking piece of shit so not James Earl Jones. Of Not course. James Earl Jones. No. no, never, never fucking Vader. Feel the dreams. God, so Mufasa. great. Mufasa. <laughs> yes, sir. So it was Major Paul Henderson at Pease Air Force Base was the person that she phoned to report the UFO sighting and stuff to initially. But yeah, nevertheless, they went. They went to the military. They didn't go straight to like a media outlet. So I, I, I trust him. No. It seems pretty legit to me. Although, I don't know how much of it... I I do have problems with the whole like regressive hypnosis thing. Because yeah. I think that it is like highly suggestive. People how have thought of a lot of yeah. things under hypnosis. And... And then also with something like UFOs and aliens, it was pretty big in popular media and stuff at this time. So, I mean, this is earlier on, but still, there had been UFO movies for right quite a while at this point. Right. And some good ones. <laughs> so, you know. Classics. Yeah, classics indeed. So, you never you never know. I'm, I'm always a little bit 
wary of the anyone who's gone under the the regressive hypnosis and then remembered the events. But it was like, also this was also one of the cases that just kind of laid the template for you know many others with a lot of the same similar type of uh it's true experiences I mean, they have, yeah, the I mean, missing time oh, the yeah, odd yeah. sensations like uh you know watches being magnetized and never working again the pill brigade music yeah yeah the beeps and the boops and buzzing yeah rhythmic Anal buzzing. probing yeah although none of these have mentioned that but for some reason it got it picked up somehow it's yeah <laughs> along all the stories of abduction the Devereaux family abduction. January 2005. Thank you. Driving down the A65 <laughs> around 5 p.m. after eating out with the family. Rachel, her son Benji, 11, and Alex, 13, and her mother Anne were driving from the restaurant to, to their farmhouse in Bentham, England. Behind them, they suddenly saw a bright light that appeared to be following the car. They watched it for a few minutes and watched it dive down towards them and then fly off out of sight. Pretty fast. Fast as fuck, I guess. They continued on their way home, which they did that drive later and it only took 10 minutes. Compared to what? How long did it take? They got home after six. Which, okay, how long did it take? I wasn't paying attention, clearly. They left <laughs> around five. So and they got took... back after six. So, so it hour, took like hour and over a half, an hour, and, like it, and it only takes like ten minutes usually. Ten minute drive. Well, that's kind of like my commute, like every day. Like there, if I go on a Saturday, it's like ten minutes. But Monday through Friday, like basically all day now, and evening. I feel like Bentham, England, is hour, probably not, minutes. and they live in a farmhouse, so I'm sure they're not quite as city fight as we are. Probably not. They probably don't have the traffic issues that we I, face I really here. doubt it. Yeah. So they thought that was weird about the missing time, but they kind of tried to ignore it. But then Alex, the 13-year-old, began speaking about dreams he's having where he was in a strange bubble flying over the countryside. Rachel also makes a report to a local radio station because of the lights. And a bunch of listeners call up and they're like, yeah, we saw those lights on that date at that time too. January, 5 p.m., England's roughly around the same time. Oh, latitude. okay. So it's like, it's like, it's like dark. Yeah. So it's so dark, it, as fuck it's at like dark five, at the yeah. same time as, as us over here. Yeah. Yeah. Similar weather, too. Yep. So they end up going under hypnotic regression to see if they can find out what's going on with the missing hour. Mm hmm. And it works. <laughs> the whole family was taken up into a flying vessel, put in a room that had no walls. Uh, she described it, Rachel describes it as like standing in space. So it's just like clear walls just standing in space. That kind of be awesome. If I was going to go be. on a tour of space, that'd be cool. If Definitely. Like, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she also recalled seeing little alien creatures milling around and looking at them and then talking to each other. So obviously just observing them. Shit. Probably like, ha, huh, can't believe she was wearing that blouse with those pants. Look at these motherfuckers. Shoes don't even match. <laughs> Hair ain't shit. And Rachel says that they still see lights over their home every now and then. And so they believe that they're abducted with a relative frequency. Which what? Is, yeah. She thinks this happens like often still. It's actually a lot of times they find. And she just sees the lights that they're just like chill with it. It's like, oh, we're getting abducted again tonight. I well, guess we'll be losing some do? time oh, and waking up well. with like sore assholes. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Lube up and wait. <laughs> 
That's gonna be a terrible fucking existence, though. Okay, like I just wouldn't want that to be my life. Season life. Hey, like, if you uh, don't, well, if like, you God don't remember it. it, then it's I, it could be worse, I suppose. But they do a thing about abduct- except they remember it all of it under fucking hypnotic progression and shit. Yeah, I'm sure they don't do that very often because they're like, no, like well, it's I like know. that episode of Rick and Morty where he's got all the fucking like memories. Oh yeah, of, like all of Morty's memories, all in like these like you know fucking Morty's jars. brain busters. Yes, Morty's brain shit busters. that he made him forget and yes. shit that he wanted him to forget. And yep, <laughs> yep. Rick it's is awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> It is a, a documented thing where people in the same family will get abducted. Like the mother will, the, the parents will get abducted. So will the children, oftentimes the grandparents, like a weird, like what, what the fuck are they doing? Right. Do like doing genetic tests and, and how can how I it like works. not have, have that ever... happen to me? Like, Remember what that, are they uh, doing and what can I do differently to make that not fucking happen to me? <laughs> right. <laughs> you remember that Twilight Zone episode where it's like the whole episode is just this family kind of going about its daily routine. And then at the end, it pulls back and, you know, they're basically in a zoo for aliens. Oh, no, oh, I don't. Oh, remember that's that terrifying. one? Yeah. But that that, that, that's a good one. Like, that's that's yeah. a really good one. That's actually one of my dad's favorite ones. Is that an he, old school one? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. way old school. Like, he's like, I always like that one because it's you're God, watching it the whole time. Just Twilight like, zone. like, this is the Twilight like, Zone. Okay, Rise what the weird. hell is going on? Oh, yeah. Nice. I nice. fucking love the shit out of the Twilight Zone. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that clock is like so fucking cool. The stopwatch clock. So, so much better than the stupid 60 minutes clock, which I like <laughs> fucking hated as a kid. It was like, oh my God, 60 minutes is on. Oh my God. Well, in addition to, you know, taking people from the same family, maybe some genetic testing going on, it's also believed that they are hijacking humans to create alien human hybrids. So that would be the interest with our eggs and sperm. Exactly. So like yeah. maybe as a species, they can't procreate They weren't anymore. just taking it for a snack. Maybe, or they're just fucking about, just like, well, let's see what happens. Let's we suck combine some it shit with out this, of them, you know, yeah. like, oh. So they don't have enough genetic diversity to create viable offspring. Like they're all so similar genetically, it'd be basically inbreeding. Or maybe they're like biological. we're seeing how that ends up. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. actually has happened though in some places. places. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the Comanche were known to have like fertility problems, which is why. You know, a lot of, like, the women captives, like, became... Wives. Wives. Yeah. Yeah, because... Genetic diversity. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I looked at like, ancient Egyptians. Same thing. Oh, man, yeah, we've Tutankhamen. talked about that. Yeah, Tutankhamen, his father and mother were brother and sister. He was going yeah. to be married to his sep- stepsister, and both of the children they found that were probably his were super inbred. It was just... It's yeah. It's not keeping the line clean. It's Mm-mm. making it filthy. Right? And sometimes it's due to isolation, like geographical isolation. But then other times, like the Egyptians were just so misguided as to think like. It was a long time ago. Like, oh, hey, this will, this will keep the bloodlines no, pure. No, this will be good. This is thousands this of be years good. ago. This they sounds like a good idea. No, and it's like, no, 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 no. Or maybe they just create these cloned biological bodies and they're putting their consciousnesses into it. And they're just, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. So. It's just failing, and they need the new genetic stock to make it so it doesn't fail. But whatever the reason, you oftentimes hear from female abductees that they have their eggs extracted and that males have their sperm taken. How do they take the male's sperm? 
They took Harvey's, <laughs> they took Harvey's sperm I by putting you, a what they described as like a like a respirator sort of thing. You know, like you'd put over your mouth and and and, and they put the it thing. like what over they his pee hole? Put it over his dick because it's big enough. I that don't it fits think over that's how well, that works. That you know, well, that's what he described. Well, and yeah, he, that's because he didn't want to admit that they like jerked him off. Well, no, what he I said mean, basically is what it does. But he said he 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 gave it up without an orgasm. Weak. I know, right? <laughs> like, at least you know. You know come on, happy ending for the Give little, me a little fuck, right? Yeah, you abduct me and you don't even get me off. Yeah, a little pinch Rude. and tickle at least. I I Rude. just feel like there's something that actually like keeps it from going through all the the plumbing and stuff until like. There's not much know. plumbing between the creation point and the blasting point. I just didn't know that you could literally like suck sperm out of somebody's dick. Oh, you didn't? Like no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I do know that. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying that with like. Oh, that's, fucking... man, that's good. You know, that's I mean, you guys, right like guys use those penis pump things. Like, does that like make sperm like go like? Out of their dick? No. So why, I have I no mean... idea. I've never used a penis pump. <laughs> I mean, you know, we are dealing with advanced Neither technology here, though. If uh... I'm just saying, like, you know, there's like the suction, and I just feel like it takes a little bit more than that to get sperm to come well, out of somebody's dick. Believe I'm me, saying... it does. <laughs> All right. I'm saying that's just the shape of it. It's not like an actual pumpy thing. I mean, there was like technology, so it was like like a tube that was going to like a machine or something, but it just like clamped over his crotch and sucked out his sperm. No yeah, but I mean, can it just as easily suck out your pee? I don't know. I maybe See, you know, I mean, that's some trial and error. Maybe they have two goes at it. You know, they're like, oh wait, nope, this wrong one. Because alien technology, you well, know, probably yeah. I they'd thought be like, that when a man gets an erection, that it block it like blocks it from going. It does. To the, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's why you wake up with so the pee boner. So if they're trying to extract sperm, that would need to be happening so that they don't extract pee. So they just get you hard and just suck it right out and no sensation, a, no man, like you can get I'm a, just saying it just seems odd to me, okay? Like that just doesn't seem quite on the up and up that you can just like easily oh, like oh I'm just gonna you put just my do that. sperm extractor on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it questionable. That's just not usually how you extract sperm. It's not like we do that to fucking bulls. Do you know how we yeah. get like sperm from bulls? Like yeah, people Give them like a hand fucking job. jerk them off. Totally. But we don't I feel have... like the aliens would have something to learn from us in that respect, or maybe we learned it from them long ago, and we just don't remember. That could be the case. But well, I, I mean, that like was that, is... that actually was a plot point in uh, Guar's stage show in '95 on the uh, Ragnarok tour. Aliens would come out and put a thing on old Odorous's uh, cuttlefish, and then uh, it would make him come, and then of course spray the cum all over the crowd. And There's your trivia, all over Joanna. everyone. Come sprayed on you in the crowd. Like, was I wasn't. At, I wasn't at that show. It was 1995. <laughs> he was like 12. Have you, do you know? Do you know Guar? Yeah. yeah where, okay. So yeah, it's... but I'm just kind of like no. This, this happens at like. Yeah, like that. Bodily fluids, a lot of blood. Not oh. real bodily fluids, not, yeah, of course. But you know, C- appropriately colored goo. Yeah. Or liquid. water. Yeah. Like water would die. All right, there you go. Yeah, it's hmm. fun though. You should go next time they're in town. No, Just, I'm yeah. good. I'm no, good. I'm more of a Dave Matthews well, kind of girl. Weak. Not going to get covered weak. in anything there. Right? Maybe. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I have to say at all the Pill Brigade shows when like somebody sidles up and is just like, "What are you doing here?" It's like these are my friends. Yeah, like I don't, I know them. So. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Right. Exactly. I should. I would be I'm at like Dave supportive. Matthews at the I'm being supportive. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I have for actual <laughs> alien abduction stories. I do have one more. Do you? I do. Well, share away. <laughs> so this is the story of Frederick Valentich. And he was a 20-year-old flight instructor. And he was flying a plane. It was um, October 21st, 1978. So we're back in the 70s again. Ludes and cocaine. This goes on the way out. <laughs> and he is down in Australia. So he is flying from the mainland in Australia. Apparently he's passing over an area of water called the Bass Strait. And that's between Australia and Tasmania. Okay. All right. He's flying a Cessna 182L. My favorite kind. <laughs> And beautiful plumage at 7.06 p.m. He calls out to Melbourne Flight Services and basically asks if there's any other aircraft in the area that they know of because something is hovering above him at about 4,500 feet, I guess, is what he was flying at. What the fuck would be hovering above you? Right. Especially and, going, and I mean, it, Cessna's not super he fast, but described still. it as no. being a thousand feet above him. Wow. That's close. So the air traffic responder guy says, like, no, there's no other aircraft in the area. You should be all good. You want to, no. like, recheck this, you know, whatever nope. you think this is? Definitely not all good. <laughs> exactly. Because then he's just like, no, this thing is like, disc shaped saucer shaped and that it had four bright green lights that he could see and it was it was going very fast too and he said it's like it's playing with me he said it was like hovering above him all i can think about right now is i just think top gun yeah Oh my god, I snorted. That was that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like in a 4G negative dive with the... With the MIG over them. With the MIG. Because they were inverted. Yep. That's how they could see them. Fucking inverted. Oh, right. Goose got a great shot of it. Mm -hmm. He got a Polaroid. Oh, of course. Goose would. Good old Goose. Yep. 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 Tragedy. So, fucking tragedy. That just is what comes to mind when I'm trying to picture this. Yeah. It's yeah, lovely. fully engaged. <laughs> Spacecraft is fully engaged with him and orbiting him. So he then said it seemed to disappear. But then at 7.12 p.m., another uh, radio broadcast comes of him he radios again to air traffic in melbourne saying that his plane is experiencing engine trouble and then he said that it was back oh great yes good (laughs) like it's back and apparently when the radio controller tells him to let you know describe what's happening and what he sees he just says it isn't an aircraft great 
And then there is 17 seconds of silence followed by a couple of seconds of metallic scraping sounds before it goes dead. More pill brigade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you with your fucking wrench. That's what it is. And nothing has ever heard of him again. Shit. Oh, damn. That is it. So they search, like... You know, it's like a thousand square mile radius. No wreckage, no trace, just nothing. Just nothing is found of this guy or his goddamn plane. Wow. Yeah. So apparently they did find a part of a plane like five years after the crash. Just like a piece of rudder washed up on shore somewhere and... Like a serial said, number matched or something? It said the serial number was within the range. So it must have been like aircraft. missing part of the serial number. Right. So it couldn't be positively identified as it's like, his. Well, maybe we, had, we, here, can't, yeah. we can't tell because we don't have the whole thing, but uh, it matches up to this point. Right. Be like missing, like finding a bit of a license plate, you know, how trucks have like, yeah. a license plate mm-hmm. in the car and what have you. The odd thing was is that this particular Cessna was designed to like float in the water. So if it crashes, it's not just going to sink. Right. It's not just going to sink, and you have to wait years for some little piece of it to maybe come to the surface and get washed ashore. So, like, if ever. The tide to like, right. bring it in right. somehow, some way. So it sh- if he'd just crashed, he was over water when this happened. So if he had just crashed into the water. It would have washed up. Right, it should it should have floated unless I mean I guess it all depends on like how fast you are when you hit it. I mean water is still like fucking concrete when you hit it. So even if something's designed to float, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to break into a million fucking pieces when it hits the surface. Right, it probably is designed. I mean maybe if you're doing like a gentle water landing, it's going to stay afloat as opposed to boom. I'm guessing that like most things, it's like cars like cars and stuff. They're they're designed to crumple in certain spots. I'm sure it's designed to break in a way that larger bits of it will be floating. So it's not going to just like get completely obliterated, but like the wings will pop off or, you know, something like that. Right. I mean, it does seem unusual for it to be just completely not there. And then just only this one little tiny piece of, um, plane from the same, you know, range of serial number found five years later. So other things though, that kind of throw, it's still unsolved. But, like, officially, they there's all sorts of theories that, you know, he could have been, like, suicidal. Maybe he was seeing the lights reflecting off. He, like, he was flying upside down. <laughs> he was inverted. <laughs> and the light he saw was his own reflecting off the surface of the water. Right. Or he was seeing stars. I mean, there there's all A sorts of... A lot of that, I mean... Apparently... They say you he was a good pilot, but then there's also like. I mean, a lot of like things officially that says like maybe he wasn't such a good pilot. He'd been rejected by the Royal Air Australian Air Force two times, and he had failed um, several like commercial pilot exam. Okay, well, tests. Yeah, so, so, so that's why he was like flying this flight. He was trying to get more flight hours in to like you know make another go, <laughs> trying to either become a commercial. Um, but still, I mean, pilot or get into the Royal Australian Air Force. I'm not totally saying like that. And he was also a UFO enthusiast, according to his father. 
So, so it could have been just like a whole thing where he was saying this and then he landed his but, plane, ditched it, and like went and lived a new life or something. Yeah, there's there's one theory, but that doesn't even seem remotely possible because in 1978, they still have radar and all that stuff. I mean, the guy had to completely just disappear. Yeah. Just 17 it, seconds just of gone. silence, metal scraping, and transmission. Like, that gone. is it. Like, see ya. And for somebody who can't even, like, pat, who, you know, tries five times to get your pass your commercial airline exam that seems a little i don't know it's not hard to land the plane i guess and stash it somehow i, mean, it I was think it's actually really hard to land a plane and stash it somehow. i don't know yeah, I imagine there'd be some... pretty small still still there's radar and shit they'd be still, able to like find like, you you think you think about it's, it they're and... tracking you yeah, you to know, a point. It's small, but at the same time, like, okay, well, go, once you go down, stand next to a Cessna. Once you get down low enough, they can't track like, you on the how radar gonna, How are you going to hide this? Right. You land I, it someplace. And there's, like, the massive search that ensued for thousands of miles. So then where exactly did he go hide it? Well, we know a lot of searches that happen that well, don't turn up shit. <laughs> And thousands of miles is a lot of miles. True, yeah. true. But a Cessna is still bigger than a person. Okay? It is, it is definitely like, better it than is a person. It is definitely harder to hide a Cessna than it is other things. That's true. Like you just That's throw some true. And you want to know leaves over it. Yeah, I mean, like just some branches. There and it is, and right. camouflaged. Or maybe you've got like a, a big camouflage net that stashed in the back you know like could be put it's it like i think and, i'm pretty I sure I that mean, was like stuff that like the colombians did when they're running all their cocaine it's like okay right. get it into the jungle put the camouflage thing over the plane right yeah hell yeah because they don't want the dea doing their flyovers to like spot their drug running plane yeah, in the middle no, of the fucking that. jungle i'm sure that that yeah no yeah. so it's feasible but, that he could have he i mean he could yeah so these are the things that the skeptics are throwing out the thing that's kind of compelling for me, though, is that apparently there was a farmer in Adelaide who said who reported seeing a, a UFO, an unidentified spacecraft, hovering over his property the next morning. And this is not too far away. So it was hovering over his property, and he said that he saw an airplane stuck to its side. Oh, well. Mm. And then there is also a picture taken in the area 20 minutes before he disappeared, kind of right near the area he would have been flying over at the time. Somebody takes a picture, and there's, like, a weird thing in the sky. It's blurry. You can't really tell what the fuck it is. Right, right, right. It doesn't look like a disc-shaped UFO. It's not one of those pictures where you're like, oh, shit, that looks really real like a UFO. I mean, it's pretty, like, blobby, blurry, but still. It was old school taking a picture of something. Yeah, a picture of something. Nonetheless, and and the the farm that it's stuck to its side. That's weird. I mean, and you hear the metal scraping on metal. Maybe that's getting sucked to the side of the spaceship. Right, right. Like, yep, exactly. Like, dink. And that's what the farmer sees, like, the next morning. It's like, is that a UFO with a fucking plane stuck on it? Like, Like, oops, playing a little... Playing a little too rough there. Yeah. That definitely lends it credibility because if it yeah. just happened, it's not like that farmer would know unless he had some sort of like radio that could pick up what he things that were happening around and just like randomly lied about some story. Right. 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 And then of course, you know, the guy too because I, I watched this I watched a BuzzFeed Unsolved on, on this guy and, and and one of them says, you know, how are you gonna cash in on like disappearing forever? You know, you don't really have a much right, yeah. Yeah. 
what's your take on that? What's your stake in just never being found again? There's not really a whole lot to cash in on there. <laughs> no, unless you already stole a bunch of money, like D.B. Cooper or something. Right, exactly. And then never being found again is like, okay. It's but... like, oh, well, no yeah. shit. Sweet. Outstanding. We win this one. Yeah, but this is a little bit different. This is a little bit different. So, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a kind of a cool one. That's that's one where it's just like Some, that's uh, fucking crazy as fuck. Yeah, that is crazy. Which as fuck. then you're just like, I guess, you know, yeah, that probably would be a risk that had like, you know, yeah, car accidents, you know, fucking saucer accidents. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, OK, just like, got yeah, too close. Like, you see, you see, Todd, this is why we don't let you fucking drive, man. Maybe it's, he was trying to get into a for Maybe he was like pissed at it at this point for like hovering over and playing around yeah. with him. Maybe he just decided he was going to try and go for that dive. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's drunk. I'm yeah. just going to like go and burn. He goes on top of him and like thunk. Like, I don't think that thing's really Ding. there. And then just Ding. bunk. Oh, shit. That thing yep. was really I'm there. stuck to the side of it. Fuck. I'm stuck to the side of it. Hopefully he passed out before they, like, went into space, and he was just, like... Or they knew and, like, took his ass inside, and he was just, like... Hey, guys. Like, call me Star-Lord. <laughs> I guess day. this is my life now. And it wasn't... It was kind of hazy whether it was, like, him or his dad that was, like, the UFO enthusiast, so maybe he's like, oh, man, dad was right. Right, oh, right. shit, well... <laughs> Off to have space adventures. Well, the last thing I have to talk about is a reason for people believing that they're being abducted. Because there's basically two camps. There's the people who believe it's all bullshit, and there's the people who believe it's actually happening. Right. So, yeah, it could actually well be happening. I mean, infinite universe, infinite possibilities. Oh, my God. There is Again with that. There has to be <laughs> life out there. And, like, why would they be abducting us? I mean, maybe for hybrids, maybe, maybe not. Some people believe that these memories are false memories. Uh, some people believe they're th mem things that happen from sleep paralysis. Or from suggestive, regressive hypnosis. I'm and, just going to put that out there. And sleep paralysis is pretty fucked up. And it's it's a documented thing. So when you enter mm -hmm. REM sleep, your muscles just turn off. And it's so you don't act out in your sleep so you don't mm -hmm. hurt yourself. Because you're doing crazy shit in your dreams. You don't want to like be a damn fool and hurt yourself is that how that works i yeah. don't yeah. think i ever knew that yep yep so when you enter rem all your muscles pretty much turn off and then so you what happens, and then you come out of it like too soon well, what or happens something with sleep in... paralysis is you become aware while while rem is still going on and that's so super you'll notice up. that you can't move mm -hmm. and so all of the re those reports of someone like sitting on your chest while it occurs is probably because you can't use your muscles to really take a real deep breath. You just can kind of shallowly breathe like you do in your sleep. Or the grudge hair is coming down from the ceiling and down the walls of my bedroom and sooner, like, is it going to cover me and strangle me? Because you're still ball deep in REM. And right. so you're basically dreaming aware, while awake. But you're dreaming. Mm -hmm. you're, you're at some state in between the two. And the one I had over and over again about the guy standing at the foot of my bed, the yeah, shadowy yeah. figure. And so that's just you still dreaming. Now, the people see demons, ghosts, and aliens in this particular state. And I don't, I mean, they, they oftentimes hear a buzzing or even mm -hmm. see lights. And they also usually feel very afraid. Now I'm sure the fear comes from the fact that you're paralyzed. Yeah. So you don't you, so you, you immediately freak out because you can't move and you don't know why. Uh, and, and again, the Especially buzzing when you wake the up in the lights, middle of fucking night like that. Yeah. Like it's awful. It's not pleasant. And mm -hmm. then like all the, the, the buzzing, the lights, all these hallucinations are, 
because you're dreaming still, and dreaming is just hallucinating with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can see how. The people... weird thing though is, is that like afterwards, like I know that was a dream. Still, like it seemed very real to the point where it's like, oh my god, maybe it is like a haunted place, and like. Because the guy, the one where I had the guy standing on the edge of my bed that I had, like, repeatedly all through high school. Yeah. That was because I was sleeping in the giant walk-in closet in my bedroom. But I've never had it sleeping outside of that room. So I associated the sleep paralysis and the guy hovering there with, like, that particular area Or maybe it was house. an interdimensional being and that was the only place that he could manifest was right in that, that part of your house. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had other ones, like the one with like the grudge hair. Like that was just like out in the regular part of my room. But even though I, I the the repetitive one kind of made me feel like there was something kind of else about it, about like that particular spot in the house, it still was very much like, no, this was a dream that happened. It's not like I wake up and think like, oh, I was actually that actually happened. Like people there was waking some up thinking, mm-hmm, standing there. There was really a guy standing there. If you are already prone to believe something like that, then maybe this would be the proof that you're, you know, looking for the the sleep paralysis. Do you think people see Jesus in sleep paralysis? They normally don't experience <laughs> anything joyous, and I would imagine yeah. most people seeing Jesus would be like fuck yeah <laughs> because they're like if you're gonna see jesus. jesus you're probably a christian and so that means i'm just it's a good thing. you know if we're talking about beliefs here some people really strongly believe that kind of stuff so well yeah but, sleep but then again, that's probably, a generally I bet, negative I bet thing. a lot of them would you know maybe that you think would see jesus it's like no but they probably see like the demons and, that they're, and they're, they're yeah, yeah. the demons yeah right satan or something like that and you know i think it's way more widely accepted to like if you see a ghost than if you see an alien i don't know because i think like the whole religious aspect of it in religion afterlife is an actual thing right so seeing a spirit or ghost is not that far if you have demons if you're possessed by a demon you need a fucking priest to give you a fucking exorcist an old priest and a young priest you need a priest to give you an exorcism excuse me but you need to run on a treadmill with a priest. <laughs> you need to exercise with a priest. Right? But hey, Father, can I see you? Aliens, the idea of aliens. I mean, there's nothing about aliens in the Bible. God did not create man in his image and then a bunch of fucking aliens, too. So right. it right. kind of puts like a damper on the power of the almighty God when you say that aliens exist. Not necessarily, because he could have created aliens as well, and he just doesn't talk about it. Because, but you know, he just didn't write about it in his special fucking book. Well, he didn't write the fucking book. <laughs> yeah. Humans did. Well, I and know so... that, but like humans seem to have an issue believing that other humans like wrote this book and that it well, wasn't like word for word. There at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Completely, one hundred percent true. That's, yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. You're not yeah. Wrong. So I'm just saying. I think. Aliens is a little bit of a harder swallow for some people because a harder a harder swallow a harder pill to swallow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just a harder swallow. Just a harder swallow in general. It's a stone swallow. Oh man, <laughs> I think it's just harder for people to want to believe that aliens exist and can come and kidnap you than people would necessarily have a. Yeah, people just have a harder time believing it, I think, than they would just, like, like, spirits running around. I personally believe that aliens exist, and I believe that 
they have been here and they may be here and it's possible they actually do take people for their whatever whatever mm-hmm. the fuck well i i and believe I, it too pretty much i'm just yeah. saying general public maybe, maybe not maybe so not. much because it say. does it does put it does put the lord almighty's power a little bit maybe maybe i'm sure they could talk their way around it I mean, because it's science and like religion and science don't tend to like each other a lot unless you're in like a really cool church. Like my church is like really cool. I think one of the lead pastors said at one point when, you know, it was a very sciencey sermon. It's just like, you know, welcome to the party science. Yeah. Yeah. Because the two should go hand in hand, I think a little bit more, but it's very progressive there. So. For a, for a lot of people, I think the existence of aliens goes against their religious beliefs too much. For it's them possible, but I, I honestly to believe have, it. I have no idea. I but don't... afterlife, spirits, stuff like that, that's that's something mm. that they believe that's in. Real. Maybe. That's real. That's <laughs> real. What do you think, Alex? Aliens? Aliens? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you think they're here? Um, I think they've been around, yeah. Do, but do you think there's, do you think we like, right now there's like some on this planet? Just like hanging out, or just yeah. I, if they're smart, no. Yeah, well, that's that's. <laughs> I think I think by this point they'd be like, all right, well, let's just let's go park on the moon and watch these dumb motherfuckers blow themselves up. All right. right. Do you think that aliens have come down and abducted people? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, just yeah, yeah. And whether <laughs> whether it's actually like for some kind of you know scientific purpose or if it's just. You know, I don't know the equivalent to just a bunch of teenagers. Like, let's just, hey, let, let's get that guy. Let's fuck with him. Like, yeah, totally. Literally, you know, stick something in his ass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he looks like he could use a probe. <laughs> oh yuck! Well, I'd like to hear. We'll put on the silver suit. Yeah, oh, with the mouth hole. Oh. <laughs> you know, I looked. I looked on Reddit to find some alien abduction stories, and I didn't look too deep. And there, there were yeah. <laughs> there were some, and it, it, they weren't. Like one was was fairly compelling, but like a lot of them were just like I had this dream and the it wasn't, same it wasn't, shit. Yeah. That, yeah, and I would really like to hear like an in depth like story from someone who has experienced an alien anything, any sort of running into an alien in a bar or you know getting abducted or or just anything, <laughs> absolutely anything. Maybe uh, you see him and he waves to him and he's getting in. in his spaceship and you're like you get home safe, buddy. Something, something. So I receive this information from an alien. <laughs> if if anyone, if <laughs> anyone, Ghostbusters, the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was at the Val- Holiday Inn. Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, Valentine's Bummer. Day. <laughs> so if anyone out there has had an alien experience they'd like to tell us, uh, you should send us a email at strangerthanpodcast at gmail dot com. Do you have anything else to add to uh, this, Joanna? Oh, I think plenty. I think plenty enough has been said in this episode, Alex. Um. <laughs> All right then. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. And stay strange. See ya. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Stranger Than Podcast. Our Twitter at underscore Stranger Than. Or drop us an email, strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. That's strangerthanpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.
Respect, never die on the private 